Welcome to the Rooted Tomorrow podcast. I am your host, Teeny. And I am your host, Jafon. Hello, Jafon. Hello, my sister. How are you? Literally. Yes, literally. I am, uh, uh, just had a, as we're recording, well, right before we recorded this, had a challenging feat with the young king, our little son, (laughs) Baby J, trying to get him down for a nap to which he was refusing profusely because he didn't know he needed it. Well, he wanted to look at the trucks. We emerged from the his bedroom victorious. He is currently resting. Gosh, why do you talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he is down for his nap. That'll be nice for you guys. Um, really quick, just a reminder, this podcast is a resource for parents to have conversations, gain new perspectives, and encourage you as you continue down the journey of parenthood. And in Jafon's case, the journey of nap time and the infinite battle that you won this time, but tomorrow you probably won't. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. I don't, I don't really keep tally score on it. Um, look, every day is a gift. Okay. <laughs> well, it's actually kind of perfect because that is like a perfect little segue. Jay, do you... Do you have like a specific routine that you guys do with baby Jay to get him down for a nap or bedtime? Yes, actually we do. You do. So is it like pretty share what it is? Not yet. But just out of curiosity, how many hours of sleep do you think your baby Jay needs? Just off the top of your head, if you were to have to guess without looking it up or Googling, how many hours of sleep do you think a baby of baby Jay's age needs? So 16 months, I would say in the 14 hour range. Okay. You 12 to 14 hours. That would be my guess. This, I feel like. According to this. Uh, Chat GPT <laughs> is running through my brain. Chat GPT <laughs> is running through my consciousness. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. According to the CDC, you would be correct. A child of baby Jay's age requires 11 to 14 hours of sleep per 24 hours. And that's including naps. An infant ages four to 12 months is 12 to 16 hours. Preschool, three to five, 10 to 13. School age, six to 12 is nine to 12. And a teen, 13 to 18 years, eight to 10 hours. And an adult, seven or more hours per night. Would you say roughly that baby Jay gets that much sleep? Yeah, I I think usually for his nighttime sleeps, he it's anywhere from 10 to 11 hours. And then he typically has a two hour nap. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Okay. So, so he's in that stretch. Very good. I love that for you. So how, how about you? How about you on your end of the spectrum? There? Well, me personally, as the adult range, absolutely not. There's no way I get seven hours of sleep a night. Zero way. I would like to, but Why? I... Because I am a stay-at-home mom, and I realized there was actually, like, um, I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been, like, on Facebook or something, where it was, like, during the day, you're giving your time and your effort to all the little people. So then at nighttime, when they're asleep, you kind of reclaim your your time. So usually when the kids go to sleep, I am up until, like, midnight or 1 watching 
any TV show, usually the summer I turned pretty or suits. Oh my gosh, I'm binging suits right now and it's so good or reading. So I am like up for a few hours after the kids go to bed and Landon because Landon goes to bed pretty early too. And then I wake up with them at the butt crack of dawn every day. So I do so not, but my kids I, do. From, from, good. Well, your one side is is squared. Away. Right. Um, I think I think I'm honestly like, I think I need nine hours of sleep. That's like how Landon functions. I think it's because you guys are both old. I am 22 years old. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so. A new study has actually said that almost half the children in the United States don't get even nine hours of sleep. How wild is that? Really? Half of the children in the United that... States. Well, I've seen a couple of our friends and even some of our family, um, some of their kids who are baby Jay's age or a little bit older, like three. Mm-hmm. They literally let the kids stay up to like 11 or or even later. And then so they're maybe getting like seven, eight hours. And I, I don't maybe everybody's different. Well, everybody is different, but I don't know how you could. That just doesn't make sense for me, you know? No, it doesn't. And I feel like it all starts with like the structure and the routine at home. So when we had Ollie. I feel like I, maybe it was like first kid problems and both Landon and I were kind of working and juggling, you know, school and work and a new toddler. And I don't feel like with Oliver, we ever had him on like a strict routine at nighttime. So when we had Jack, I was like anal about his routine. And that was a complete change for me. I am like, you guys should know this by now. I am like a major ADHD routines. I, I would thrive with routines, but I have a really hard time sticking with routines. Like, I love the idea. I love the theory of, like, every day is going to be like this. But again, I have ADHD. I can't do that. Like, it just, it's not how my brain works. But with him, with Jack, I tried to make sure that we were home at a certain time and that he had his room set up a certain way in order for him to fall asleep, which sometimes, like, backfired because then if we were ever out and about and it would be nap time he would have a fit yeah or if we were at like someone else's house and he needed to take a nap like I nannied for a short time in 2020 um for some of our friends and getting him to nap at their house was impossible because he had I had set him up to be so routine at our house that by the time we went to their house it just wasn't he hated it yeah But obviously with the lack of sleep, that can cause a million other issues. Fatigue, um, obviously a baby being really angry, throwing fits, temper tantrums. And that's where the routine comes in. So yes, Jay, re-going back, what is your routine with baby Jay for nap time and bedtime? I want to hear it. Lay it on me. Okay. 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 So... Before I spill the beans, so to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Elise has been a very, very persistent in saying that routines and structures are when they're when you bring your kid 
into these routines and structures, it really helps them in terms of development, in terms of just their natural, you know, kids thrive in that for the most part. Some kids maybe not, but the way we look at it is that's absolutely essential to create the best foundation for baby J to to function upon every day. So the way that it looks for us at this this time is uh, he has his own space and I second that. When we are not in our space, it's a little bit more challenging, but we found workarounds and when we travel, it's really important that we kind of know what time zone we're going to be in so we can start the transition early before we visit so like we're going to salt lake next week we have to make sure like okay we're an hour that's an hour behind us so we have to start that transition so he's not going to sleep at like 6 p.m and you know we're still out at dinner or something like that so the way that we have it set up is typically we'll make sure that he's changed at this time because obviously Unfortunately, he's not potty trained at 16 months, but um, then we will get his room kind of dark. We have some blackout curtains, but it's not fully like pitch black. A small sound machine with very light white noise that we, this is where kind of we, I make sure the decibel level isn't crazy high (laughs) for him. So it's like comfortable. And then uh, we'll get a bottle usually and rock him in his room and then he has now got to a point where he doesn't want to just lay down in his crib so we have another bed in there that we can lay lay him on and lay with him for a few minutes and typically he falls asleep so that's for nap and also for bedtime the only thing that changes with bedtime is obviously we have dinner and then we bathe them and then we brush his teeth and then we give him a, a bottle that's like heavily diluted with water and then rock him and then lay with him for a minute on the bed and then transition him to the crib. Okay. So that's actually very similar to my routine with Jack. Ollie did not need a routine, which again was probably us leading the way. We would could just like give Ollie a bottle and he would curl up and fall asleep wherever, whenever. And it was like actually really great because if we were traveling, he wouldn't need the sound machine or the blackout curtains or the crib or the blanket All he needed was his bottle, his pacifier, and like a comfy place. And he could fall asleep anywhere. And so that was like a pro of flying at the the edge of our seat. Is that the right saying? Like, is that the right way to say that? The seam of our pants. That's not it. The seam of our pants. I understand what you're saying. Okay, someone's going to correct us like they did with (laughs) the armoire. Because that's not it either. Anyways. The armoire was actually correct. No, it wasn't. It's an ottoman. It was an ottoman. Can we continue this conversation? I mean, that was like four episodes ago. <laughs> Anyways, with Jack, though, we, it was very similar, especially when he was a baby. It was like we had the sound machine at a certain level. I had blackout curtains, but he also was like very temperamental with the like the air conditioning. So our house had to be like really cool for him to fall asleep. If it was hot. Or even, like, I used to have to have it on, like, 70. And so our house would be, and his room gets really cold. He would only sleep in cool air. And then we had to have the white noise. We have the hatch hatch sound machine thing. And it had to be blue <laughs> with rain. If it was, like, pink, purple, yellow, he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to sleep. He was so used to, like, the blue with rain. And then bottle, 
actually that's a lie. It wasn't a bottle. I was nursing him. So I, I would nurse him to sleep, which was the worst. Again, 10 out of 10 don't recommend doing that, but you know, we all live and learn, but <laughs> now that he's older, nighttime is harder for us because we have two kids of two different ages for Jack. For Jack yes. They share a room and Ollie, we've always let him go to sleep like 30 minutes after Jack because he's like, he's eight now. Like he's a little older. So I usually will start Ollie's bedtime around 830 for school. And so he's in bed and usually asleep by nine. Jack is not that easy. He needs like 35 stories read to him. He needs a fig bar or goldfish next to him. He doesn't eat them, mind you but he has to have them within arm's reach. Because also side note, I don't so, know if you guys know so this. <laughs> it's Goldfish are not good for bedtime snacks. I learned that with Oliver. They told me they have a lot are, of sugar. Are goldfish good in general? I'm just wondering. I'm just, are goldfish good in general? There, There's worse snacks they could have. Jafon. Goldfish is okay. That's a solid one. Answer. There are definitely worse okay. ones, but goldfish, Ollie used to take, like eat those at nighttime. And then, I mean, Ollie's never had a cavity, but they did, the dentist did tell me like, that's not a good idea. So we make sure that if they do have a bedtime snack, we brush their teeth afterwards because I don't want to mm-hmm. do with cavities, but Jack, he won't even eat the snacks half the time. He just has them next to him. Just wants them. And then he wants to read 35 books, watch TV. It takes a lot him to go to bed we've taken out the tv so they cannot watch tv before bed because that just is obviously a stimulant and i know that everyone i know that i like to watch tv before i go to bed clearly i just said it but uh yeah and that's been the issue we have though it's like ollie and jack jack wants to stay awake with ollie and ollie he's easy he just goes to sleep and he's fine again different kids yeah, it's so fascinating. It's um but we we've noticed like when we're traveling around um especially like if we're staying in a hotel or now that baby Jay's getting bigger if he's in like one of those pack and plays, he cannot stand it cuz his crib is much bigger so he can like move around. And when he's in a pack and play, it's like he will wake up probably almost guaranteed at like 1 or 1:30 and have to come into our bed. And there are there are nights where he'll wake up because we have like a camera set up, the outlet camera set up so we can see him. And then another little thing, if he makes noises or if he cries, we could hear him. It kind of wakes us up. And when we do that, we don't necessarily like just allow him to cry it out. We'll give him a, a little bit just to see like a minute or so if he lays back down. But if not, then we're pretty quick to go in there and just bring him in between us and then before you know it, he, he's laying like horizontally and his foot's like in your esophagus. That's your throat. Well, yeah. Oh, that's another thing is you guys have heard me say that like we co-slept with Ollie too and Jack part-time. Jack and Ollie are now on their bed on their own, which is a whole nother forms of anxiety that my older son has dealt with. But when, when did you, when did you go to the transition for them to sleep? Solo. Um, Ollie. Ollie was after Jack was born. Like, so he was four or five. 
four, three, three and a half, four. I know, dude. It was rough. Dang. It was rough. He still to this day, though, wants to sleep with us. Like my eight year old, everyone, eight year old, do not co-sleep. I'm warning you all now, don't do it. Don't even (laughs) fall into that. I thought it was going to be fine because I like sleeping with, like, I don't know. I think it's part of my childhood. I just love having the bed full of people. (laughs) Like, it's like me and Landon and Ollie for the longest time. Um, Yeah, Ollie wasn't until Jack was, honestly, like, he still struggles. I think I told you this last week, Jay, like, he was having anxiety stomach aches. Like he goes through yeah, phases. Yeah, he he was having anxiety, stomach aches because he didn't want to sleep by him, by himself with with Jack even. So then I started sleeping in their bedroom, like on the nugget. Like I have a nugget couch that I put at the end of their bunk bed, and I would sleep in there. And I did that for a few nights, and then I left again. And now he's fine again. But he goes through waves. Jack, we co slept with him until he was on a bed on his own without rolling off all the time because he still rolls off the bed somehow. Like he figures it out. He just when was that? How, how old he was, was probably he like a year and a half too. So not as long. He, it's so interesting. Cause like just their different personalities. Jack is fine sleeping with just Oliver. And like, if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he'll come into our room. Like we'll hear the door open. He comes in, checks on us. My four year old will come in and check on his parents. And then he goes <laughs> back to bed. Like he, that's so funny. Is very, he's fine. As long as he knows where we are. And then he'll go back to bed or he won't wake up at all. Ollie, depending on the night, he'll wake up. He'll go from the top bunk. He'll go and sleep with Jack. He'll go and sleep on the nugget. So it's like we have three beds. We have the top bunk, bottom bunk, and then a nugget bed that Ollie rotates between. But don't do it, you guys. Don't co-sleep. I wouldn't do it. Well, we, we, baby Jay started sleeping in his own bed in his crib. I want to say like maybe six or seven months. And yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do that it. Was a, it, w- it was kind of tough. And then I think we had this um, this idea. Well, I had this idea really where I'm like, I don't want him to be in the room by himself. What happens if he wakes up and I don't hear him or we don't hear him? So we literally like made a space in his room where one of us could sleep and we one of us was always in there for at least a portion of the night for geez probably like two or three months honestly <laughs> yeah and see? then then I gave myself but we weren't like laying right with him he was oh. in his crib we were in the room that's smart um and then yeah and then the first night that like we both like just slept in our room Elise and I and baby Jay slept in his crib that was like I feel like I was up nonstop, just like staring at the camera, wanting to yeah. make sure he's like not face down. You know, there's, it's, it's terrifying to, it's really terrifying. And but it's also terrifying there, to co-sleep. Well, that's also terrifying, especially if you're exhausted or when they're like newborns and you have no, like you're running so low on sleep and you're like having to be aware when you're asleep that you're not like going to roll over or something, you know? Yeah, it's, I don't know how I did that. Parenting has a lot of terrifying experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Serious. Like, I mean, yeah. Jack, we had the snuggle me when I first co-slept with him, which again, I'm aware it is not safe sleep. I know that. And I should not have done that. But he was a really fat baby. So I kind of feel like it was okay. But 
so we had like a boundary around him. So we couldn't like roll on top of him. But Ollie, I didn't have anything. And like looking back, I'm like, that was so reckless and like stupid that I did that. Obviously we made it out and my kid's alive and he's fine. But like that's thinking, looking back, I'm like, that was not a smart move. So just practice safe sleep for everyone. It helps you all get sleep. It helps your kids get sleep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we had, had a boundary. We had a boundary in our bed that I don't know why. And maybe you can, those of you out there, you can ask your husbands or your partners, um, or if you're, you know, a father listening to this, why does it seem that fathers get the least amount of bed space? The real estate that fathers (laughs) are able, able to consume is I'm like on a sliver when baby Jay's in our room. Like, and I even think when Landon I travel to go speak, when I travel to go speak, like I realized this was the last time I think I was, um, I was somewhere traveling, but I was in the hotel and I'm like, why am I laying on like the edge of the bed? And I have, you're like, like used nobody- to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like- <laughs> and then if, if baby Jay like gets in Elisa's space, she's like, I had no space. <laughs> See, I think with us, it was my world. our kids just took over the bed. So we both had slivers. Yeah, that might be more accurate. Only I'm 4'11". So it's like I can fit at the bottom of the bed horizontally if I need to. And Landon is 6'2". So he can't do that. <laughs> That's so funny. So anyways, bringing it back, um, when you or your children do not get enough sleep or are not getting enough rest per night, it can lead to a multitude of problems, fatigue, anxiety, anger, hyperness, short temper, all of the things combined. So what I want to just bring back really quickly is that if you can and you are able to, it is best to keep you and your family on a routine for your sleep because if everyone is well-rested, However that looks for everyone, even if that is going to bed at 12 o'clock at night, but at least you're getting nine or 10 hours of sleep as an adult or your kids are sleeping till noon, whatever that schedule looks like for you and your family, sleep, I feel like is the pillar of like happiness and a peaceful home. And this is coming from someone who is not a morning person who is literally just complaining to my brother that school starts tomorrow and that I have to wake up at seven. Just get your sleep. (laughs) everyone practice what I am preaching and I will do the best to listen to myself speak and try to get more sleep this upcoming school year because I am not ready. Well, how about this Tini? Maybe for you, I don't want any screen time in for you past 8 30 PM and then you'll get more sleep. Absolutely not. That is absurd. JJ, the summer I turned pretty is on. I have to watch that. You know it will it will be there tomorrow. I know that. And the but... next day. So and next kids. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so anything else you would like to add to this big brother? No, I think sleep is is really important. I mean, if we think about it just from a standpoint of our lives as humans, literally if we sleep eight hours a day, then that's a third of the day, which means a third of our life we're spent sleeping. So that is something that is absolutely imperative for the development and health of our body, of our minds. 
it's something that shouldn't be skipped out on because it helps make the other two thirds or 16 hours even greater. So yeah, I think that make sure that you're carving out that time and get just getting rest um, and then create that habit and that routine for your children because it's something that they could embrace throughout their life, especially as them. school season is starting for those of us who have children in, in school and it will benefit them. Yes. Yes. Well, I love that, Jay. Thank you so much. That's what I have to say. I love it. Um, as usual, please follow us on all forms of social media. Actually, that's a lie. I don't think we have a Facebook yet, but Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. Um, <laughs> like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, and remember what you do today creates tomorrow. Is that right? Did I say that right? I did. What you do today creates <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Thank guys. You.